Social Minute, the podcast that looks at the social network minute by minute. Today, we're going to be covering Minute 16, which is from 15 on the clock to 15.59. Uh, we are starting out with uh, crashing the network. Um, <laughs> Eduardo uh, exclaiming, man, that's an awful lot of traffic. Um, all the way through to the the beep as the network goes down. Mm. Um, and of course, the uh, the guys in the dorm check in that it's not just them, that it is in fact everybody. Um, and we, we end just as Eduardo puts his head in his hands. <laughs> um, and that's that's the end of the 16th minute. Uh, joining me to talk about the minute is Niall McGann. Hello, Niall. Hello, Dan. Uh, thanks for having me again, because we did a teaser of several weeks ago to the listeners, of course. We did. Uh, yes. Not five minutes ago to us. <laughs> now, I think it's interesting because we, I mean, in this minute, we don't really get to kind of meet anyone new. We've already met everyone in the dorm. Um, you know, uh, we, we, we get to meet um, two minor characters, although one of them comes back um, in a few minutes time, uh, you know, angered. <laughs> I say in a few minutes time in the next minute, he returns, mm. um, you know, kind of a- angry that, um, you know, that he he's like, I don't know, I guess he's been made a fool. Um, <laughs> and and we find out um, courtesy of, uh, you know, we, we see we see this kind of. You know, it's an awful lot of traffic, and uh, Edward Eduardo kind of saying, uh, maybe we should shut this down before we get in trouble. <laughs> and this is this is I think this is interesting because throughout the film, you know, the portrayal of uh, Zuckerberg and uh, Saverin is done in a very specific way. So you know, Mark Zuckerberg, although obviously you know he's, I guess like we'll find out in a couple of minutes time, like that he's portrayed as this person who stole this idea. Uh, which is kind of the main crux of the film. That's the thing that most people kind of remember this film for is the the stealing of the stealing of the idea. Mm. Um, that famous line, of course, you know, if you'd have invented Facebook, then you'd have invented Facebook. Like you know, like the the idea that that, that you know that 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 the Winklevosses had this idea and Mark Zuckerberg took it is the is the main kind of driver of like fifty percent of the film. But the other half is this relationship between Eduardo Severin and Mark Zuckerberg. And in this in this kind of start scene, you know, obviously Eduardo he's already come back, he's expressed his sympathies that Mark has broken up with Erica and you know, he's come up, he's given him the formula. We've just had the whole, you know, face mash thing being started. We've had the exuberance of people screaming left and right, um, you know. And then we get to this point where Eduardo is is cast as the sensible one. Yeah. The one who's like, you know, maybe we should shut this down. Like, and, and I, I kind of, I mean, I love like Andrew Garfield's kind of portrayal of Eduardo Saverin because he does, He's he kind of plays him as someone who is kind of naive but also kind of a little word kind of um, you know worldly uh, but then also kind of very you know cautious and you know like always always kind of trying to be the voice of reason mm. um now i i don't i mean you know the, the kind of the the book that this is based on um i, I think obviously eduardo Saverin agreed to be interviewed whereas mark zuckerberg didn't agree to be interviewed so <laughs> That might have kind of played into this a little bit, but I think this is a deliberate thing that Sorkin is doing. You know, like he's not—he's not someone who kind of is, you know, just by accident making Eduardo Saverin the voice of reason. Mm. Um, you know, in these in these kind of few scenes, you know, this is this is where Eduardo Saverin, you know, we're 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 kind of given the idea that he's—I don't know—I don't want to say hero, but he's certainly less villainous than Mark Zuckerberg. He gets to do, Um, been in the previous uh, minutes, but like, he gets to do one of my favourite things in the movie, and it's a very cool movie thing to do, in that when he has to explain something, he writes it on the window. 
rather than yeah. just finding like some paper. Like any normal person would be like, oh, I need some paper. I'm not going to write it on the window like an idiot. But in a movie, that's cool. That's like, oh, yeah, I wish I could think <laughs> do something really awesome like that. Like, yeah, it's really making a statement. But uh, actually, yeah. seeing though like, in Eduardo, because uh, then you do have all these other guys who are in the dorm with them, just sort of in the background. And the, the, this is perpetuating a thing. Like, I don't think if I was a, a, in America, if I grew up in America, I don't think I would have uh, strived to go to university for the simple reason I don't get these dorm rooms where you're just sharing a big room with people <laughs> and you don't have any private space. Like, that just seems like no. an absolute nightmare to me. Like, why would you want that? <laughs> Who could who could yeah. cope with that? Like that's just unbearable. Why why would why would you want that to be your your situation? When I was at university, I had I we we were on a corridor and there were seven of us sharing a kitchen, mm. but I had my own room. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wasn't I wasn't just like lying on a bed, you know, talking about Shark Week or whatever that one chap is doing. Who, yeah, <laughs> who none of this like oh put a sock over the door handle if you bring a girl back. It's like no, you have your own damn room. <laughs> of course I wouldn't do that. Lock the door to your own room. Yeah, I mean I, I mean it's nice that they've got like a little kitchen and all this kind of stuff stuff um you know so that's that's kind of nice you know they've got like a a fridge full of beers mm. um oh, you know I, like the, I, I but at the same time it's like yeah it's that's not a living situation i would want to be a part of that's another thing though as well looking at because have you identified what um mark zuckerberg is eating here because I, I was thinking is it like ice cream or is it a can of tuna like it's very difficult to see what he's actually he's, he's munching down on something but no, yeah, no, I, don't, I, don't, I can't, I can't really tell what he's eating. Also, I think the beer that he takes out of the fridge, the late, like which he did obviously a few minutes earlier, the the label is like a fake label. But when he takes it out of the fridge, Mountain Dew is next to it because obviously that gets mentioned later on in the film. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I don't, know, I don't know what he's eating. Mm. Um, but I, I, the thing is, early in the film here, I do uh, like the two thousand and three Zuckerberg. I think the it's what's interesting is the way that. Um, and obviously this week we're going to kind of get into the kind of the the actual kind of the the present day timeline should we say because we're we're in the past here in 2003 obviously the present day wasn't even the present day in the film but mm. you know when we're not we haven't got to the depositions yet but once we get there and we go back into the present i feel like the mark zuckerberg that jesse eisenberg is portraying is slightly different to the mark zuckerberg here like there's a point where you know as as they're kind of figuring out whether or not you know, things are crashing. There's kind of like a joy that is on like Jesse Eisenberg's face that kind of is missing from a lot of the depositions. <laughs> I thought actually in the, in the flashing back and forth and rewatching this movie, it was quite like, I just had a real moment of like weird disconnect. Cause considering like, Oh yeah, this is a, a historical document now flashing back to the, like this time when Facebook was invented and stuff. And like, this is what universities were like back in the early two thousands. And then I was sitting watching it and been like, so it's 2003. I myself was at university two years later. <laughs> it's like, so this is kind of like, oh, this made me feel old. I was like, oh, man. Because this is like, now, like, oh, I'm in my 30s now. And this does seem like, oh, this is way back, way back in the heyday of 2003. Yeah. But at the in, time in, when it came yeah. out, it was just like, that was yesterday. What are you talking? Why are you making this movie now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I think it, uh, we, like, we we also in this minute we get you know um, Cox gets the phone call mm. uh, he's next to his wife he picks it up and it, it cuts from him to this grad student um, t- saying that there's an unusual amount of uh, traffic at the switch at Kirkland and I love the exchange of you're saying it's unusual for four in the morning and he's like no this would be unusual for halftime at the Super Bowl. <laughs> that, which, in 2003, I don't think that, yet, that, like, the Super Bowl, you know, like, was a thing, like, you know, the NFL 
kind of did actually start broadcasting on like NFL.com or something stuff from the Super Bowl and certain games. And it was still kind of like dial-up speeds when they kind of introduced it. And they were known for actually being quite innovative in terms of their websites. But I just find it weird that it's like, you know, you're at Harvard. Like, what? I mean, I'm not going to say that everyone there is like a geek. But like the idea that the Super Bowl show would cause like the computers at Harvard to be like really, I don't know. I, I love the line, but it just feels a little bit kind of very kind of, you know, sorking mm. um, for him to put that in. And also when Cox says Harvard's network's about to crash. Uh, that's that's something that you know um when they actually get to the you know the um the crimson stuff which we'll talk about later on this week where divian narendra is reading the article the article didn't say that they crashed the network they said that they caused a bottleneck that slowed the entire network down <laughs> um but but i do i do kind of like this because like harvard's network's about to crash is such a great kind of line to cut back to the dorm to because it's like and here's the people who are responsible. I just love that little cut because mm. it's like, you know, we, we see the kind of the, you know, the everyone's favorite thing, falling code. We have these little green screens on on um, on Mark Zuckerberg's, um, I think it's on his netbook, um, where it's just like, you know, on the screen and it's like, oh, we're there, something's happening. What's even weirder is the fact that Eduardo says that's a lot of traffic. But he was a business major. He wasn't a. He wasn't a. <laughs> so I don't know that if he did a minor in computer science or something. But I, I, I think the other people in the room were actually computer majors, so they would actually know it's a lot of traffic. But I think you know, for the simplicity of the scene, Eduardo is the one who has to say that line oh. just for it to. I, w- I will you know, say though, because um, the cock scene now is like it. That kind of, that's a real trope though of like the person getting waking up in the the middle of the night to go deal with a problem like so much so like it's, yeah now I see that scene I instantly think of the the bit in the Simpsons when the guy is called up to come deal with like, when Ned Flanders has had his breakdown and it's all like you know, oh God Ned Flanders save May us God all have mercy on us all honey have yeah. you seen my slippers <laughs> oh they're in the den oh. in the den May God have May mercy God on have us all. mercy on us all but yeah. the the thing is though I would argue <laughs> and not to poo poo the social network but David Fincher did. That scene better to me in Zodiac when uh, someone calls up. I think it's the first time we're introduced to uh, Mark Ruffalo's character, and he gets he gets a phone call in the middle of the night, and he he reaches out his hand and he knocks over his lamp and it breaks. And he picks up the phone and goes like, "Whoever this is, you owe me a new lamp." And I remember that line even <laughs> in the cinema. I'm like, ah, that's a, that's pretty. I like this guy already. So the fact that you had that caliber of uh, of you know, cliche guy getting woke up in the middle of the night to go deal with the problem scene. And then like, oh, you can't top it in the next time. <laughs> You're just like, no, we're just going to have to do it straight this time. Yeah. You know, there, there, there's no there's no funny quip with it. Like, no, oh, well. I guess they all can't be, you can't knock them out of the park every time. No. Uh, well, I, and then, uh, uh, you know, we, we head back to the dorm and we see, you know, we see Mark being like, I like as well how Ardua, like the, the kind of computer freezes and Eduardo is the one who's like, you don't think. And Mark is like, I do. And I, I, I mean, you know, Jesse Eisenberg and um, Andrew Garfield should really get all the credit in the world for kind of almost like forming this very real relationship where I don't, I don't know that Mark Zuckerberg and Edward Saverin were really this close or wherever this, you know, frenemies in this way or whatever. But the relationship between the two of them early in the film, you know, I think is probably one of the, you know, the big pluses of it. Like, this is a film that's going to rely on, you know, the two of them carrying like 70% of this film. And yeah. they re- they really kind of, you get the impression they have probably been living together for like a year or something. And like, there's a kind of understanding. And the fact that Eduardo is the one who says, go and see if it's everybody. Like, it's not Mark who's like, oh, I've crashed the network. 
let's go and check on other people's computers. Like it's Eduardo who suggests that. And then, you know, mm. it's, it's Dustin and Chris who then kind of go out and they're like, you know, they both, they both say, you know, the network's down, we can't connect. Um, and I, I, I like as well how Eduardo is just like, unless it's a coincidence, I think it's us. And I love, I love kind of the instant comeback from, and the, this is where the glee is kind of on Jesse Eisenberg's face where it's like, it's not a coincidence. And it's just like, <laughs> and that, that kind of, that type of exchange of like, oh, it's probably a coincidence. It's not a coincidence. That is kind of like the most kind of sorkin thing in this scene. It's just this kind of, this little quick change, like switch between these two characters of like, yeah, they know it's not a coincidence. Like they're only telling us this, you know, as the, audience that like in real life i don't think they'd ever have that that exchange but it's just there for us to be like oh okay we know what's happening now and i do kind of mm-hmm. love the, the the way that um andrew garfield kind of just puts like his head in his hands just going holy shit <laughs> like because it's like it's not really a big moment like just the fact that the network at harvard isn't working for like a couple of hours is not it's not the end of the world but the kind of the gravity that he gives to this moment is just a really it's like a really fun way for this minute to finish of just like <laughs> Oh, this is you know this is bad, um, mm. you know. And in the next minute, we'll <laughs> kind of talk about the the kind of where we go from there. But I, I don't know. I just kind of this little this kind of the the kind of the quick the kind of the little kind of bounces between these these characters and you know I don't know. I just I just really the kind of go and see if it's everybody is just kind of you know the fact that it's Eduardo mm. that says it and the way he just puts his head in his hands and he kind of realizes this is a bad thing i don't know i just kind of love yeah. it i think it's like you know considering now we're in 2019 so this is 16 years ago like uh, presumably this is like a pre pre smartphone pre data world the idea of university students being excited that they crashed a network and that they can't connect to anything it's like it's, it's you know it's bizarre now because if, if the internet goes down for a second in most people's minds, it's like what wait what 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 happened why 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 is this happening blah, 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 blah. the fact that they're just like ah eh, who cares like you know they're just like oh the, you know this is a, a great achievement we've done to destroy the to, to knock this thing down and so now they're like well, what are we gonna do now like go read a book like I guess it's four in the morning so like let's go to sleep but yeah um well I mean you know I. Let's move on to uh, what I'm calling my daily questions, uh, which is, did you see The Social Network in the cinema? Oh, yeah. Yeah, at the, this point, like, I was... Oh, this was 2010, so I was already out of, out of university and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, I was died, died in the wool David Fincher fan. So I was uh, I was in the bag for this. Although I hadn't seen... Uh, I still haven't seen any of The West Wing. I've watched The Newsroom, but I've not <laughs> seen any of The West Wing. And I just know that, like, the, most of the buzz was the fact that, like, Aaron Sorkin has written the script. And for me, I was like, so? But people were like, oh, no, it's the guy who made The West Wing. It's like, all right, so I guess that's pretty good. And then when watching the newsroom, I was like, oh, I get the appeal now. I think he's very quippy and it's very intelligent and stuff. And uh, just then from watching this movie, it's like, oh, I, I, I can see this guy's made, a, you know, taken a story that people thought was, wasn't even a story that was worth telling in a movie and made a compelling, a compelling you know, narrative out of it and stuff. So... Uh, but yes, yes, I did see this in the, the cinema, and I was very excited too. I think, um, the really, really enjoyed it, and uh, it was my, opened my eyes to the fact that uh, Mark Zuckerberg is apparently a complete asshole. Which was <laughs> I was not like at that point I was was unaware of the man's reputation. Nowadays in Facebook, though, like he's almost like a dirty word, <laughs> Mark Zuckerberg. Of like you know, just like anytime any kind of privacy issues happens, everyone's like, oh, he just got zucked and all this kind of stuff, and it's like, oh. The guy's reputation has been uh, trounced through the mud. But if you were to believe this movie, 
apparently he wouldn't care. <laughs> he's, he's, he seemed to be people could hate him. It's like, oh, he just go on about his business anyway, and yeah, be content with his mountains and mountains of money. I'm sure he has. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, obviously, you know, Aaron Sorkin had also, aside from West Wing, had also written a few Good Men, which <laughs> I mean, oh, you yeah, know, that had established <laughs> his reputation. Um, but yeah, I, yeah. So I mean, I, I, I mean, I saw it at the cinema five times. So I was a huge fan. You know, I was. Oh, okay. I oh, see. I saw it once, and then I, 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 I liked it, but I didn't rewatch it until it's it'd be probably like the one of the Fincher movies I've seen the least of, because most of his stuff I would watch a bunch of times. Uh, it's not like the uh, the poo poo the movie or anything. It's just like uh, I think maybe it was just the subject matter wasn't quite as yeah in my wheelhouse. Whereas something like Zodiac. Which is like, oh, you give me like weird, uh, like you know, looking into a, a, a serial killer in the seventies. Oh, I'm all about that. But like looking into the making of Facebook, it's like it's a good story, it's a good movie, but it's not my kind of go-to material yeah. for something to watch. So it's uh, so yeah, I've, I've I've seen it twice now. Although I know um, my co-host on Batman, it's John. He uh, he refuses to watch it apparently. Uh, he's he's got very if you know John he's, he does have, he has very stringent and weird rules about things that he'll he he doesn't like gangster things except that he does like he'll he hates gangster movies until he watches them and then he likes them uh, and he had a thing where like he refuses to watch the social network because he knows that Mark Zuckerberg's an asshole in it and he doesn't want to sit and watch two hours of a guy being a dick and I was like well that's the compelling part of the story but I know he turned off Wolf of, Wolf of Wall Street because he's like, no, I hate I hate this character. But it's like, he's not supposed <laughs> to be likable, you know? <laughs> it's uh... No, that's the whole point. Yeah. Well, I feel like we've covered a minute 16 about as much as we possibly can, yeah. so <laughs> let's go to plugs. Is there anything you wish to plug? Yeah, yeah. Uh, as I said there, me and a friend of mine, John Parker, we're uh, currently hosting Batman, which is doing what you're doing with this, only uh, with the currently the Tim Burton Batman movies, and we'll be moving on and covering the Joel Schumacher ones uh, soon after. We've got the entire first season up, so that's all of Batman 89 is there and ready to go. And by the time this airs, we may well be nearing the end of Batman Returns as well. So uh, hop on. If those films interest you, uh, we, we, we could do pretty deep dives on them, so... Uh, by all means, come over and check that out. And you can find us on MySpace at myspace.com slash thesocialminute. And on Twitter at social underscore minute. And on Facebook at thesocialminutepodcast. Uh, thanks for being my guest here today. Oh, thanks for having me. And otherwise, 